It is so well defined what we have to do today. We gotta go to work. We gotta do that. Right, offense. Hey everyone, it is time for another NFL in London podcast this week. Joining me, Chapman Maddox is joining us all the way from across the desk. Thanks for joining us today, man. Hello, NFL in London. NFL in London, the summer, the summer of love, 2021 is all here. Ryan is away in uh, Menorca. Oh, shouldn't have said that. He's on an island, but he'll be back soon. Um, But Chapman uh, is joining us. We're going to talk all things NFL. Very exciting. Uh, Training camp has now started. Uh, are you are you tuning in tomorrow for the um, what is the NFL Network calling it the, uh, the Saturday? All the training camps will be going at the same oh, time on okay. Saturday. They have live coverage starting at nine a.m. It's called your time. Your Game Pass in action is that what it's called? <laughs> Dak Prescott already injured. Um, very exciting for us though because uh, you know obviously you know the NFL is back and we're going to have games. People are going to be watching. We have London games, including your uh, Atlanta Falcons coming. Are are you going to go to those games? Uh, I am going and, to try to buy tickets. Uh, as a season ticket holder, which is you'll be interested to know, uh, we do not get any pre- preferential treatment for any of the games here. You really? Yeah, because they're they're all the tickets are controlled by the London Stadium, so you do have to go through. So Tottenham, you got to go through. The go, yeah, so I'm mean, hoping they go on sale sometime soon. We don't know when they're going to go on sale. Yet. We don't. No, I'm, I'm, I've filled out the little thing online that you can go to. And did it give you an indication when you think? No, I mean I heard. I mean I would assume they would be soon, considering the season starts in the next. You know, four or five weeks. So yeah, I mean, but I yes, mean, I will be attending. I have family coming over. My uh, one of my really uh, best friends is a huge Falcons fan. coming from LA, so we will have a we will be having a good time. Hopefully. That's great. I, I mean, obviously, we, you and I sort of talked earlier about travel, and and you know, I mentioned how Canada, where I'm going, they've just you know basically said you can go for a while, and then we're quarantining you again. <laughs> Your family and everyone who's coming over from Atlanta, what what is what are they preparing? What are they sort of doing to sort of be aware of COVID or? Sort of take preparation. Well, I mean, everyone I know who's coming is vaccinated, which I, you know, I hope uh, those listeners will uh, uh, please get that. Cole Beasley Sorry, says no. Yeah, Cole so. Beasley says no, man. COVID Beasley. Yeah. Um, so uh, right now, uh, as you saw this week, uh, the UK is allowing American tourists to come in so they can come. However, uh, what's really sad and uh, is that UK tourists... UK British citizens cannot go to the US, which yeah. my girlfriend and I were hoping to go back. Uh, my girlfriend is English. Uh, we're hoping to go back for Thanksgiving. It's been Thanksgiving with my family. Uh, and uh, right now, she cannot go. So we'll see. But um, right now, it's, you know, you can come. They'll, uh, I'm sure they'll take the test they need to and do everything they need to do to be safe. And then, yeah, I mean, it's hard. Home. It's hard to predict, obviously, anything because we've seen things change week by week, yeah. and you don't know that there could be an, uh, you know, another variant, the Epsilon variant, uh, <laughs> that comes out or whatever we're gonna call it. Delta Airlines apparently hates the, Fran- the Frank. Delta. Delta Airlines is trying to get the Delta variant canceled. I'm a huge of- advocate of Delta Airlines. Yeah, uh, and they're like, uh, you know, Corona and I have gotten together, and yeah. so we really. <laughs> Um, but it's it's interesting because obviously I've had some friends that have talked about coming over and I've looked at taking my daughter back to Canada and my brother's pilot just said, eh, don't even bother. Like it's going to be, it changes so much. I'm going back in August to Canada for, for like 10 days, but then the rules change is basically, and for no reason other than yeah. politics. Uh, as you know, my job is, uh, I work in television and right now we're shooting a, a TV show up, uh, up north and uh, we are having to follow uh, very strict COVID protocols. Scottish. No, not in Scotland. It's uh, okay. still in England, um, yeah. but uh, up near outside of Manchester. And um, and our shows it stars you know teenagers and people in their twenties uh, mostly. And uh, yeah, we have to. They can't be yeah, back. So every anyway. time I go up there, I have to you know I have to wear a mask the entire time on set. Yeah, uh, take a test, the whole thing. Uh, it's good. It's keeping everybody yeah. safe. We haven't had any issues yet, uh, but it's really hard because 
what's interesting is on set we have a very strict set of rules and then everybody goes home yeah, at sure. the day, end of the day and you can't control yeah. what people do so you know we have to basically say hey everybody like please be safe during this shoot because it affects yeah of course it affects you know we have to stop for other people it affects the work of everybody else so it affects you getting paid and all the stuff that happens yeah, all these exactly young, I think the this real, is a football podcast it's a football <laughs> podcast and one of the things I've noticed in the football podcast and I'm always very interested when I watch sports is alcohol because one of the things you didn't see when I was watching a lot of sports is people drinking in the stands. You you went to baseball when you were so there. I went to uh, I was really lucky. I, I went back to Atlanta in May. I got to go to uh, the first week, the first uh, after uh, first few days. Uh, I went to a Hawks game. I went to one of the last regular season games. Okay. I went to a Magic uh, Hawks game, which was great. It was Trigo. only a few thousand people okay. really, yeah. really spread out. Uh, they did not let a lot of people in, but it was uh, but it was it was fun. Uh, and then I went to a baseball game, a Braves game, which, you know, the Cobb County Braves is the joke because uh, they yeah. moved out of Atlanta. And uh, it was everything you would think uh, a Braves game would be in Cobb County if you're familiar with uh, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, it was packed, no masks, no nothing. And this was like, and then I went to Atlanta United game, which, uh, you know, it's our MLS team in the Ben Stadium where the Falcons play. Uh, that too was no mask, but it was open, you know, just like the, the yeah. place it was open. Uh, you saw people, more people wearing masks there. Just really depend, but I, you know, I thought I had my shot and I was feeling fine about it. So, um. well, yeah, I mean, the one thing I've noticed, I don't know if you've seen it too, is the one thing is the one thing that having fans back in sports has brought is more fights. Whether it was that, <laughs> it just seems people are just like so cagey that they've been. Oh my god, now we're back. Let's fight each other. And there was that like a stab at the the the, the Yankees. There was like a shooting. Oh wow, the shooting uh, between the Yankees players uh, fans. You just have these people just acting like a holes. I don't. I don't know if it's because we've been locked down or just that young men just have way too much testosterone. I don't know what the hell is going on. I saw a lot of people still drinking, but I'm from the south, so you yeah. Know, I don't. Good, bad, sideways. People are still going to drink in the south. So well, I mean, in London, obviously, we're excited to have it. You know, for for me as a promoter and putting on games, it's very difficult to have viewing parties because you know Sunday nights is always very difficult in London anyway, in the UK because pubs close early. Uh, and now having all these things, you don't even know what's going to happen. And, and as we know, some pub venues say, hey, we're showing the NFL. Uh, but first, after the football's done, so we'll start your game at 7. Uh, <laughs> F you. I think it's a good thing that the NFL will be back here. I was really sad. I mean, I'm glad that because um, the Falcons were supposed to play Denver here in yeah. the 2020 season. So I was glad to see them get another game here. Uh, and I'm very excited. Hopefully our, our friends will, some of our friends will go and, and, and we'll have a big day of it. And Should be, yeah, it should be yeah, fun. So, and I want to go to that Tottenham Stadium. They have to have an NFL game there. you got to do it. How are you feeling? Because obviously uh, 2020 was a tough year for the Falcons. A lot of injuries. There was a lot of issues. And, and now Julio's gone. You've got some new blood in. Oh, boy. How... I thought we'd leave with Rodgers and you're going straight into No, 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 because you know I'm going to get all flustered and angry when I talk about Rodgers. So uh, let's talk about uh, how do you... I mean, because the Julio situation, we were talking about earlier how Arthur Blank uh, was just sort oh, of... Yeah. He was sort of like, ah, I don't, th- I don't think it was handled properly and all these kind of things. But for, you know, he's been there for 10 years. And he, apparently he's really good as a weed dealer. <laughs> what, um, how is it for you guys? Or how do you find as a fan now? Um, <clears throat> well, I'll just say this. So, I, you know, I've been in... I've been a football fan my entire life. I've been a Falcons fan my entire life. And uh, pre this version of the Falcons, Deion Sanders, Jesse Tuck, there's a, there's a small handful of players. Uh, Julio Jones is not only one of the greatest wide receivers in my book of all time, yeah. he is the greatest Falcon. And uh, obviously him leaving uh, is incredibly sad. Um, I love rooting for him. Uh, but, you know, I, I understood as somebody who he is, I know he's incredibly competitive and he's been nothing but... 
he's never we've never had one issue with Julio yeah. in ten years. He's been the 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 safe enemy of You're in good a professional with, wide yeah. receiver with so many other. But um, you know, I, I think uh, I get him wanting to try to go to. I thought it was interesting that he went to Tennessee. I, I don't think there was a lot of teams that could take his contract that were going to be winners. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he is comfortable in the South. I think he wanted to stay in the South. Um, I, I will root for him as a player. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, the, you were telling me about Arthur saying some some stuff. I haven't been able to see that yet. But I think Arthur Blank, is um, he's a player's owner. Um, he has a lot of good – he's always had a lot of really close relationships. I mean, he's still friends with Michael yeah. Vick, even though Michael Vick, you know, torched our franchise. Sure. Uh, after all that stuff. And he's still – you know, he went so and he visited him. He behind him, too. He, he visited him in prison. You know, yeah. he did a he's, lot of He's stuff. a good guy. He's a good dude. Yeah. He's the opposite of Robert Kahn. He He's, a, he's, a, he's a, a, like a, a really good-natured billionaire. He's a, and he's been very good to the city yeah. of Atlanta. So I don't – you know, I, I, I'm i sure there's some raw feelings on his side sure. with Julio a couple years ago. We broke precedent. Precedent. And, um, you know, Julio had a couple few years left on his deal, and we still went back and made him the highest played sure. player and made him another deal. Uh, and then, you know, it was Falcons for life and all that. And, you know, and obviously that wasn't the case. But you know what? It's a business. And also, uh, here's the thing. Uh, as soon as a player's not performing or not watched, they get cut by a team, and it is yeah. what it is. So I don't, I, you know, I, I don't feel bad for Julio doing what he thought was best for him. I still question the Titans thing, but I still think the Titans will be really good. But I, I'm like... Is, I, was there no other team that was like I don't know the Bears? Yeah. Anyway, so you're asking me what I think about the Falcons? Yeah. Um, it, it's a really divided fan base right now. Um, I think everybody's excited about what Arthur Smith brings. I think we've all we're all still you know the classic the thing that everyone asks you as a Falcons fan is Matt is Matt Ryan. Yeah. Why Matt Ryan? Why keep him? Blah blah blah. Uh, Matt Ryan's by no means washed. I think at this point, but it, are you going to win? A Super Bowl with him in the next three years, uh, you know who knows. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think their hands were completely tied, um, and they ended up, you know, and as somebody who wants to give a new regime the benefit of the doubt, uh, Terry Fontenot, our new GM, he, a they needed to get cat states because you can't be over the yeah. cap, and the other thing is they just apparently didn't think Justin, you know, your, yeah. your new quarterback. They didn't want to take the fourth quarterback in that draft, yeah. so they decided to go with Kyle Pitts, who I hope is amazing. I'm excited to root for Kyle Pitts. I mean, everybody loves yeah. Kyle Pitts, so hopefully he, knock on wood, is, is great. I've already got a jersey, just to be honest with you. It's the yeah, first time I've ever bought a rookie jersey. So, I mean, this year, I don't know, man. We've, we've, we lost. It looks like we, we're already having trouble on our offensive line. Our offense is supposed to be what is going to be the strength of the team. If our offensive line isn't doing anything, it is going to be a long year. But we'll see. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, I'm optimistic. I'm not expecting playoffs. Sure. So, um, I think you have to go into that glass half full, half empty kind of feeling. So we were talking to a Bears fan. I mean, I think the real thing that I, you know, I identified with you guys last year was just the uh, having a lead and losing it. And it, it's got to be frustrating when you have it and go, geez, not again, just to watch this shit. Uh, well, it's frustrating, but it's also, I mean, it's inept when you're watching uh, a team that's up and then that da- the Dallas game is really the kicker. Yeah. Where, where, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a it's a kickoff back, and the guys you know treat it like it's a punt. And yeah. They, they circle around it versus getting on the ball. Yeah. And the game's over. Uh, yeah. You know it's uh yeah it's it's sad. Um, speaking of sad, now you brought it up. I would never normally talk about Aaron Rodgers, but you brought it up, so sure. I'm, I'm going to talk about it. Let's talk about it. How do you feel about? Oh uh, look, look! Uh, you know, I was always saying ahead of time because Ryan and I talked about it. I thought that he would retire because uh, that's what he's pushing for, and in a way, he did kind of retire on the Packers, basically saying 
one year left. I'm rest of the contract. Screw you. One year left. I want to get paid. And then I'm gone. And it's just, and I want Randall Cobb back. And that whole press conference he did where he just bitched at everyone. Well, they should have. And, and he just, I don't know. Uh, to me, he didn't show enough class in this whole thing. He's 37 years old. He was acting like a 13-year-old. Um, I get it. Um, you know, as we say, you can get fired easily from your team. But at the same time, you've got to deal people with people professionally. And going and sniping and talking all this garbage and waiting to the last minute. I don't know. It's too many little games for me. This is not. Uh, this isn't a Kardashian kind of thing. And I, he's playing little Hollywood games. That's my thoughts on it. Um, but I don't think they'll win uh, as a result because locker rooms are one. They're not one in dividedness. And and you can you know have a, a crappier team but a, a more positive locker room and you'll do better than that team that's just ripping each other apart. I mean, I think uh, I don't know if it was about money per se. I, I actually kind of you know he did get a bump, but like I don't think. I don't think for him it really was about money. I think, I think Green Bay two years ago made a calculated risk, and he had he had not been playing as well as he had been playing before uh, uh, 2016. I think yeah. you know he had he had shown decline, and they made a calculated risk that he was done basically, and that, and, that, and they made that draft pick. And I, I and granted, I think he still says oh it wasn't about the draft pick, but I think it was a whole lot of things, and that was sort of the the you know the breaking point for him, and he went out. And he got an MVP, but I think it shows his ego. He got that MVP, which was enough to stick it in their face, but I yeah. think he needed to do a little more. Um, and, you know, you you said like, oh, you know, look at Brady. Brady, you know, Brady wanted to win so much. He took a pay cut. He did all He always stuff. takes pay cuts. But the thing I would, the argument that I'd make to you is, I listened to that press con- conference to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers didn't say, hey, I need to make all the decisions. He didn't say, I need, he just said, hey, look, I'm of a caliber of player, which he is. Yeah. He's a top five of his generation quarterback, maybe top three, I would say Tim Breeze and Brady. And he said, I want to be involved in some of the things, the team building and some of the, what we do here. And he brought that to them a few years ago. And I think he wasn't listened to Brady. On the other hand, I would say he takes that pay cut, but he is very, he was very much Josh McDaniels tailored everything to him, everything in granted. They didn't always pay for all the skill players that I'm sure he wanted, but the offense was Everything was about making sure it made Brady the best quarterback he could be. Aaron Rodgers, I don't think has had that same that same luxury up in Green Bay because Green Bay is very much a franchise that is about the team over, over the players. Yeah. And 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 I think and he and I think just listening to him again on that prog- that that press conference, which I think you can listen to, depends on how you feel about Aaron Rodgers, which I'm I'm like kind of in the middle on. I think he is very arrogant. But he's also incredibly intelligent, which I yeah. like listen to smart guys. I think one of the things he said was, this is a organization that prides itself on team and stuff, but it doesn't treat players very well. Mm. And I think, you know, and maybe maybe he's being a little self-righteous with, you know, saying like, you should do better by all these players. But, uh, you know, he said, look, you didn't, you didn't include me in anything and this is what you got. So, And that's fair, but this is not the time for it. To be honest, he's talking about this and the problems of the organization, and I get it, it's communication issues, it's like a family. And as you say, he should have more say in it. But the problem is the way that you deal with it. And having a press conference going, you know what, it just did, it's, here's where we are now. Not, it's just opening up and digging up the old, uh, Graves is just going to make things worse. But see, you know what? I appreciate that more than listening to the stuff. Like, I love Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan gives you nothing. I, I don't... Yeah. I wanted Matt Ryan to talk about Dirk Cutter, our offensive coordinator for the last two years, who was awful. Yeah. And, put, and like, Matt... And Ryan was doing... Like, was having to deal... 
be so much, you know, do, so much was on his plate because we didn't have a running game, we couldn't yeah. do anything. And I wanted Matt to say, you know what? We need to rethink this and like be a little more pissed off. I like that Aaron Rodgers isn't so like scripted and you know. I wish we, Russell Wilson, another great example. Like Russell, I think Russell Wilson should get more crap this week, this whole year. He's like, oh, yeah. trade me. Like, there's five teams that want blah blah blah. Guess what? He's back in Seattle. I honestly don't think this matters at all. I think I think this week it's going to be business as usual, usual with Rodgers. I, I still think they're going. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl just like you. Yeah. But I still think they're. They've won 26 games in two seasons. That's yeah. a heck of a lot of games. And they got Matt Lafleur, who I think is a very underrated quarter. Um, sorry, not quarterback, uh, coach. So yeah. I, I think they're good, and they got the best receiver in all of football. They, well, we'll see about that. I, I would, I would actually say that he's in that division, but he actually plays on the Vikings right now. Oh, here we go. I like just Justin Jefferson. He likes. Yeah, you, he got, likes you gotta my give fire. him more than one year. Ah, uh, no, this kid likes my fire. Look, the whole thing. He's getting old. You know, you're, you're pushing 38 now. The attitude on the team. Look, I just think it was done poorly that he wanted to leave. And this the way it all turned out was just a shit sandwich. He will leave. The team, I think they're going to struggle. I could see injuries on this team when you have that much of a fractured team mentality. Uh, I don't think the team's going to be fractured. I think the team likes him. I think it, I, he, th- he literally threw his wide receivers to Scanling and those guys on the bus saying, you cut the second best receiver. Valtez Scanling is sitting right there. It's like I've had Valtez Scanling in fantasy a couple of years. He is not the second best receiver what on they, that team. What do they do? They bring he is the most inconsistent receiver. Well, they're all sort of inconsistent, but he also got to get the ball there. And then you've got Randall Cobb, who's... I mean, that I don't get. That's, a, that's calling your buddy. Well, but apparently his grandkids work the field crew. So they just thought it'd be nice, bring old man Cobb back. He's 82. Um. Yeah. Look. Uh. We'll move on. Yeah. Uh, the big. The big challenge, obviously, was uh, Tyreek Hill finally has, has challenged Usain Bolt to a race. Oh. Because look, if uh, if he can't even beat people that are trying to make it to the Olympics, you know, might as well go after. Do the they top both one. have to get drug tested, or is this just off the off the off the grid? Uh, I think it'd probably be off the grid. Oh, do it in Jamaica. I mean, Bolt. He isn't really racing. Oh, do it in Jamaica while they're high. Could be. I. Look, Usain Bolt is, could run backwards and still run faster than him. Um, it, it's a height difference, too. Bolt is this massive. Have you seen the legs on Bolt? How, how, t- how tall is he? I think Bolt has got it. He's got to be like 6'4", 6'3", 6'4". You're going to Google that? He yeah. is a tall, lanky. Because if you look at him, he stands head and, uh, head and shoulders above you. I'd say he's 6'3", 6'4", I would is say. Is he in the Olympics this year or is he done? Is he retired? I don't know. That's a good question, too. I think he's old. I think he's like Conor McGregor did. Doesn't he? Uh, maybe. Uh, 1.95 meters. I don't know what that means. That's tall. Yeah, that's like 6'5". Oh, okay. I like Usain Bolt. I think he's good. But, you know... 90, like, 94 kilograms, too. 94 kilograms. That's that's yeah. light. Um, so we got some other uh, things we'll just sort of touch on sure. as well. Zach Wilson, rookie holdout, which you ever, you ever think, oh, rookies, why would you hold out? But... What did he get out of that? I heard about that. He so uh, four years, thirty-five million. The problem is the language that they use in these contracts is usually written to basically say it's like an ex-player. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just sort of written. And he didn't. They didn't like the language. Yeah. So well, Bosa the, did the same thing. Remember? Yeah. Well, it's the same agent. Oh, there you <laughs> it's go. It's the same agent. It, it's his agent going, Whoa, and it's just playing on semantics of stupidity. Legally, it's such an idiot thing to do. But he ended up getting four years, thirty-five million a year. And he got a twenty-two point nine signing, twenty-two point nine million signing bonus, which should be paid in the next two or three days. Like he'll have it for the weekend. Twenty-three mil in the account. Mommy's, His friends are excited. Mommy's getting a new Tinder. Is it, isn't uh, Wilson profile. one of those kids though? That just comes from. Does he come? He's he comes not. From, I think he comes from money. Yeah. I remember. I remember seeing him in his house, like he was at yeah. his house or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. We um, 
I was shocked. Uh, so, uh, you know how much um, Kyle Pitts is making this year? Uh, I would guess thirteen million. No, he's making eight million. Eight million. Okay. Eight million. Tight end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to prove yourself. You know, yeah. he's no grunk. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, he'll be better. Now, I, I will touch on this because we we're talking. Uh, oh, Patrick Mahomes is another thing. He found his rookie card uh, sold for four point three million. He was like, "What the hell? Four point three million? One of those variant cards? I don't know if they're a variant card. I don't know, but uh, yeah. The, uh, the I didn't know this till this week. Uh, I listen to uh, Bill Simmons podcast pretty yeah. regularly, and uh, the Ringer has a, a, a like a card. Yeah, podcast. It's because Bill Simmons yeah. is so into like yeah, cl- card collecting, and it's and he had the guy that does the podcast on. I was listening, and they were like explaining. Yeah, and I was like, "This is I'm a nerd, but like yeah. this is this is, this is deep cut sports nerd stuff." Oh, and getting into NFTs and stuff like that. It's all the oh yeah, all the, all the lingo. I was learning. I was, yeah, because you know. it's going to be like I've got comedian friends that are trying to sell NFTs. Like I'm going to sell my first set. I'm like nobody liked it when they when you first did it. <laughs> I don't understand how you think someone's going to pay more. That's than, a deep comedy joke. Too. <laughs> it is. It was not a tight five. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, one thing I want to talk about quickly is you were in America. Yes, I was in America. And, and so I think in America, you've done, you've done well enough on getting the vaccines, but there was a hill you hit. Oh, here we go. There's a lot it's of people. Back to COVID talk. It's the people that don't want to get vaxxed, right? Sure. How? Or, well, it's three kinds of people that are not vaxxed. Yeah, well, the people that don't believe in the government, people who don't trust it, and people who want to wait. There's people, yeah. So what, the largest, from what I understand, the largest population of people is people who are still waiting for the FDA to approve it, and, and some they have sure. solved some reasonable questions about that. Or they need to get a passport. And they don't have one to yeah, begin so, with. Yeah. yeah, and and there is a lot of that. There's as well. a lot of them are Yeah, yeah. So and um, the you know um, what I, I have one of the biggest things is you know is if you look at the evidence that we have from let's say January on to the amount of people who have died and the amount of people who have gotten very sick, it is unbelievably disproportionate. It's like, you don't got to believe the government. Yeah. You don't got to believe, but you can believe the science and the science is very, very factual in that the majority of people who are dying and getting very sick are not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And the amount of, yes, vaccines aren't Superman. They aren't going to, they aren't going to protect you from possibly, but it will, the odds are you're not getting it again are pretty good, but the odds are if you get it again, you're not going to die and you're not going to get super, sure. super sick. So I, I guess part of what I'm saying or getting to is in parts sorry, of, Amer- in parts of America, say Wisconsin sure, or, or say Wyoming, let's go to Wyoming. Sure. There's people that just aren't going to be, just don't want it. Yes. They just don't want it at all. And those people have sons that play in the NFL. Sure. So there is a group, I would say, of, you know, you've got Tannehill, who just basically said, they forced me to get the shot. They forced me to get it. I never would have gotten it. You've got Cole Beasley and a whole bunch of other guys. Do, do you see this as sort of, it, it's very, it's a very American thing to do, to stand up for your rights, to, to isn't, I mean, like, do you find that there, I guess, do you think this will be a problem? Because I'm interested I to think see this- if there's a group of people that are sort of rogues that are saying, no way. I think we've always had a small population of anti-vaccine people going back, 20, you know, however many years. What Jimmy Car- Jimmy yeah. McCarthy, remember? Yeah. yeah. Um, Jimmy McCarthy. I think it's. I think. Office. I think what has happened is this is. To be honest with you, uh, uh, this is my own personal opinion. I think this is a symptom of the the greater issue that's going on in America, where everything has to now be seen through a prism of politics and a pr- prism of left and right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because we can't. We as a country have a really hard time now uh, in, in, with issues sort of distilling those not through political ends. Yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with social media, the news, sure. the corporatization of like it, it, it pays 
People, yeah. make, people get rich off Americans not agreeing and fighting and all Russia. that stuff. I think politicians benefit from it yeah, in, to sure. a certain extent. So I, I I don't I think if this was 10, 15 years ago, to be honest with you, I don't think you would see I think people would be like, yeah, we're gonna go do what we right. Now I think now thinking of like this specific issue now, I think what's really good is employers are saying, You're not coming in our building unless you're vaccinated. Yeah. Sorry. Like and again, if you if you think it's that important versus what the science is again then you know you can for i, I listened to uh, mike lombardi yesterday and he was saying these these position coaches these these coaches who are losing their jobs their livelihoods the yeah. things they've worked they're gonna have to go back to basically high school maybe they're not gonna do nick saban said you're not playing for me unless you're yeah. vaccinated because again it's just again if there's a religious reason if, yeah. there's, if there's a health reason you cannot do that that's a whole other thing sure. and, and you need to respect that and i yeah. can respect that absolutely but if you're just being, if you're going like, oh, the government's putting yeah, chips, chemicals. sorry, and if you're listening to this, you're probably not going to listen to it, but you probably are listening to it anyway. So Well, know. no, look, hey, you can go off about me on my own sort of views, but nobody knows. But the, <laughs> the thing is, if you are playing for a team, there is rules and expectations for the team and for everyone around you. And, and you're allowed to have your own opinions, but when you're playing for an organization, a team, you have to respect everyone on the team, the people who own the team, and the people who are going to come see the team. So... You know, as much as you might have the problem, my whole thing is it's a health issue, and and you gotta get the vaccination if you're gonna do it. If the league says you gotta do it, you gotta do it. You don't well, wanna do it. Don't I think play. I think the teams lost so much money. Yeah, and they're not gonna jeopardize that again. And I also think, again, it's actually interesting that the NBA is traditionally the more progressive of all the sports leagues, mm-hmm. and there because there's a lot of prominent athletes in the NBA who are not. Vaccinated, maybe yeah. aren't talking about it like Cole Beasley is, but yeah. uh, you know have said as much. But um, you know, like the NBA, the NFL, I actually like what they're doing because I think you're seeing, I, I think, I think some big company. I think it, and it also helps because that is their, that is that is constitutionally yeah. what's allowed. They can set the rules, just like if you go into a restaurant, you gotta wear shoes, you gotta wear a shirt, otherwise mm-hmm. no service, right? And I don't go to those restaurants. <laughs> well, I know you I go to the no pants, no shirts, no shoes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. But um yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good thing what the NFL is doing, honestly. So It's it's we're going to see, I mean, obviously it's early days. I mean, last year we all went into this going, was there going to be an NFL? We were so grateful when it did happen. This year there is going to be an NFL. Will we be allowed to go? How long will we be allowed to go? We all don't know. That's it for this podcast. Chapman Maddox, thank you very much for joining you, us sir. today. Uh, folks, we're going to be back every week uh, with more NFL in London news. And if you want to get in touch with us, nflinlondon.com. Find us on all the social media. Thanks for listening.